The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today. It is Thursday, February 20th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen. Happy to be hosting here on show number one following the All-Star break. What an exciting weekend it was. Best All-Star weekend I can remember. We had Buddy Heald winning the three-point contest at the at the buzzer on his last shot. We had the best dunk contest I can remember. Aaron Gordon got robbed. I was not a big fan of Dwayne Wade's scoring system and uh, f- favoring Derek Jones Jr., um, and you know, then you look, lo and behold, Derek Jones Jr. gets a, a deal with Puma, a shoe deal. So major implications on that one. Um, but at least we had some memorable dunks. And then the Elam ending, the, the target score in the All-Star game. I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, what, an, what an incredible fourth quarter. You know, 10 of the best players in the world out there giving it their all on offense and defense. It's what we've all wanted in the All-Star game for so long. So it was a, it was a great, exciting time. And looking forward to getting going here with the rest of the regular season. And I'm going to introduce a new element on the show today. I'm not sure if we'll do it every day, but hopefully as much as possible. And that is introducing some prop picks. So I will hit on some of those throughout the show and then give you my top five at the end of the show. And before we get going on the actual games here on Thursday... I want to mention our presenting sponsor, mybookie.ag. Go there for your NBA picks. You can pick the MVP, the NBA champion. You can bet on golf, XFL, college basketball, lots of choices. So go over there, use the promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, and get a 50% match on your initial deposit up to $1,000. So we, we thank them for their support. And then, of course, we've got Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, longtime sponsor of the program. We thank them for their support, and I enjoyed having multiple cups this morning. All right, let's get going with the slate. It's a six-gamer here on Thursday as we get back into action. Game number one is Milwaukee at Detroit. These two teams have played twice already, both blowouts. Milwaukee won by 14 and then by 24. So I'm not expecting this one to stay close. It is a open as a 13-point spread. Detroit's really going in the wrong direction. They're getting rid of all their talent. Drummond is gone. They bought out Reggie Jackson. So not much left there in the cupboard. I don't think they're really interested in winning much here down the stretch. They're angling for a better draft pick in the lottery. So I'm going to I'm going to stay away from the Milwaukee guys primarily. I'm not going to spend 11.1 for Giannis in my primary build. Um, in terms of other news, we've got Corver out. We've got George Hill back in the lineup. One guy I'd like to get a couple shares of is Pat Connaughton after that performance in the dunk contest. I think he's going to be feeling the good vibes after putting on the show and, and being in the spotlight. He's at 3.5K on DraftKings. So he, he should get a little bit of a usage decrease with George Hill back in the lineup, but I'm willing to roll the dice on Pat Connaughton in a lineup or two, just dealing with the narrative um, after being in the dunk contest. And then one thing I want to keep an eye on is what happens on the bench. Marvin Williams is now in town. 
and we still have Ilyasova. I'm not going to play either one of them on this slate. Ilyasova priced up at 4.4. Marvin Williams still minimum price, but I'm not sure how the minutes are going to be distributed, so I'll keep an eye on that. I do have a little bit more interest over on the Detroit side. Christian Wood is taking advantage of Drummond's absence. In the four games without Drummond, he's averaged 33.25 minutes. And looking at his season numbers, he's pretty efficient. He shoots 56% from the field, 38% from distance, 74% at the line. And over the course of the season, he's only been averaging 19 minutes. So with these extra minutes, you'll start to see those numbers increase. We also have the narrative for him. He played 13 games for Milwaukee last year. So I'll have uh, Wood as, as one of the cornerstones of my lineups. Then I'm going to look for a value play with Detroit. We've got Markeith Morris at 3.8. He should have a decent time dealing with whoever comes off the bench for Milwaukee, whether that's Marvin Williams or Ilyasova. I also saw Markeith in one of the meccas of basketball over the weekend, Allen Fieldhouse, as his brother got his number retired there. So I think that could impact him in a positive way. And then Langston Galloway, not a guy I play much, but he's 3.7 on DraftKings. He played 30 minutes in their last game before the break, and Reggie Jackson was in that game. So with Reggie Jackson out of the mix, Luke Kennard is still injured. I think Galloway would get significant minutes, even if he's coming off the bench. So he's one of those 3K guys that you could look at. All right, game number two is a little bit more appealing to me. It's Miami traveling to Atlanta. Over-under opened at 230.5. Miami six-point favorites. So hopefully this one will stay close and be high scoring. These teams have played three times. The last one was an overtime game with a total of 256 points. And that's the only game of the three that Trey Young got significant minutes. So with him in the lineup tonight, I think he'll push the pace and we could have a real opportunity for some high fantasy output. The guys I'm going to be target, targeting, though, are primarily on the Miami side. The first guy I'm looking at is actually Kendrick Nunn. On DraftKings, he's only 4.9. In the three games that Miami has played against Atlanta, his point totals have been 17, 28, 36. And Trey Young, again, only played that third game. So Nunn really took advantage of that defensive matchup and he added six rebounds and four assists to go with his 36 points so he had a monster he's only 4.9 he hasn't done quite as much leading into the all-star break with the the new additions jay crowder iguodala but that's just too cheap for him and then i like butler and bam as well they're both under 8k on DraftKings. they both had triple doubles against atlanta in that overtime game so they're going to be in a, a fair number of my lineups. And Jay Crowder at 5K is a nice guy to fill out a lineup. You know, he started off with the, the high upside as he joined the Heat with the first two fantasy totals being 45 and 39. Came back down to earth a little bit, 23 in that last one. But uh, I, I like him for some of my lineups. Over on the Atlanta side, I'm not planning to spend up for Trey Young at 10.5 or Collins at 8.7. They're both just a little bit pricey for me. When Trey Young played against 
Miami this season. He got 41 minutes, only put up 21, 4, and 9. So they did a good job corralling him. The only guy I might look at here with Atlanta, we've got DeAndre Hunter questionable. If he's out of lineup, I'll take a look at Cam Reddish at 4.2. The last time Hunter missed a game and Reddish got a start and he didn't get hurt, he got over well over 30 minutes. So in that in that scenario, I'll, I'll take a couple shares of him. <clears throat> but other than that, I'm going to stay away from the Atlanta bigs and, um, again, just really focus in on none. <clears throat> Excuse me. Game number three <clears throat> is not attractive at all. It's Charlotte and Chicago. The last time they played, it was 83-73. And the output by Chicago that night, the lowest point total any NBA team has scored all season. So this is not a game you want to stack as a tournament player by any means. Over-under is set at 210. And where I'm going to look is just to kind of cherry pick here a value play, and it's actually Jalen McDaniels, a guy that might not be on your radar, but he's on my radar because if you look at the last three games, he's really trending in the right direction on the Charlotte side, even off the bench. His minutes have been 19, 17, and 23, and his fantasy output has been 9, 12, and 24. So he's trending in the right direction for a player at that price tag. For the rest of the Hornets, we've got Rozier coming back into the lineup. Same with Cody Martin. And so I think that's going to jumble up the the usage for the wings. If I was going to play anybody, I'd, I'd give Devontae Graham a look. He's still at a fair price tag at 7.5. But, you know, just in a low total, lower pace game, you know, Charlotte is last in pace and Chicago's 15th. It's just not not low enough of a price tag. We've got guards later on this slate that I like a lot more in that price in that price range. As far as the bull go, the bulls go, Levine at nine point two is worth a look in tournaments. Um, not a plug and play, but I'll have a few shares of him. He put up forty nine actual points in that second matchup against Charlotte earlier this season, and then. Kobe White has had two strong games against Charlotte. Both of those were in his native North Carolina. In Chicago, he only went for 3-3-3 three, three, and three in that low-scoring game. So at 4.7, uh, I, I may not get to him, but he's worth considering. One guy I might get to for Chicago is another guy that I've, I think I've only played maybe on one slate, and that's Shaquille Harrison. But he's at minimum price. And the news in terms of the Bulls is we have Chandler Hutchinson out. So I think there's a good chance Shaquille Harrison will be in the starting lineup. Uh, we don't have that news yet here. It is still Thursday afternoon, but make sure to follow the news later in the day and see what the starting lineup is. If you want to get really crazy and Shaquille Harrison is in the starting lineup, you could even go Adam Makoka off the bench he had a game against New Orleans. He got 15 points in five minutes. And he hasn't done much besides that. Hasn't even gotten many minutes. But with Hutchinson out, Denzel Valentine out, of course, Chris Dunn is still out. You know, Makoka could be one of those less than 1% owned guys that, you know, if they decide, hey, let's 
let's give our all of our young guys a, a fresh look here, and he gets 20 minutes off the bench. You never know. He could put up 20 fantasy points. So that's about it for game number three. As we go to the second half of the slate, we've get, uh, we get into the national TV games. The first game on TNT at 8 o'clock is Brooklyn against Philly. And we just had some breaking news this afternoon that all of a sudden Ben Simmons is a game-time decision. And that could really impact the slate because I was uh, planning to play a fair amount of him. He's averaged over 55 fantasy points against Brooklyn in their three outings matchups this year. Now, granted, MB did not play in any of those games, but, you know, he's been playing well. He went into the break with two consecutive triple-doubles, had a monster triple-double against Brooklyn uh, the last time they matched up. So, again, we'll have to monitor that. If he's out, then I'm, you know, even more excited about Embiid. At only 9K on DraftKings, he gets to play against the weak interior defense of Brooklyn. Another guy I'd look at for Philly is Richardson. He's 4.2. He got 32 minutes in the last game before the break. I think he's a guy that will benefit from the all-star break. The rest come in with fresh legs. So I'll take a look at him. Over on the Brooklyn side, we've got Kyrie Irving out indefinitely. So on most slates, that means let's take a look at Dinwiddie and Levert. They're both at reasonable price tags. But it is a tough defense. Philly is number five in defensive efficiency. And I'm not expecting monster numbers out of those guys. And again, they're in that 7K area that uh, I'm going to use primarily for De'Aaron Fox in the next game. One guy I am going to take a look at for Brooklyn, though, is Torian Prince. He's 4.5K, just a little bit underpriced. Not a guy I play a lot, but we have seen him more in that 5K range a lot this season. So I'm going to look at him to fill out some of my lineups. All right, two games left. The 10 o'clock game on the West Coast is Memphis at Sacramento. And that one opened as a pick 'em, 228.5 over under. These two teams have played twice before. They've both been high scoring. Totals at 234 and 251. So certainly a game on paper that we want to get a piece of. The guy that I'm looking at the most is De'Aaron Fox. He's 7.4. Last time these guys played, he went for 27, 4, 9, and added five steals and two blocks. And we know that opposing point guards have done pretty well against John Morant. So De'Aaron Fox will be in a bunch of my lineups. I'm also interested in some of the other guards and wing players for Sacramento. Bogdan Bogdanovich is 4.9. He has been one of those guys that has been a little bit gimpy leading into the All-Star break. So, again, I think he'll really benefit from several days off. Buddy Heald is at 6.6 on DraftKings. And it's been a little bit frustrating to try and figure out what Coach Walton and the Kings are doing with him. You know, he's spent so many days in the starting lineup, and then he's been off the bench. Um, he has had four straight games of 31 minutes though, which is encouraging to me. You know, it tells me that they realize what a young talent they have. Uh, guy can light it up obviously. So 6.6 is a little bit higher than I'd like, but we know that he's one of those guys that can really 
you know, light up the scoreboard. And, and I think he's going to be feeling the, the good vibes of, of winning that three-point contest. So I'll have him in some of, my, some of my lineups. And then last guy for Sacramento that I have some interest in is Bazemore at 3.5. He can fill out your tournament lineup. For the last five games, he's played at least 24 minutes. So that, that's encouraging to me. I'm going to stay away from the bigs on the Sacramento side. It is just quite jumbled up. You know, with with the, the guys that are out, Alex, Len, Holmes, and Bagley, it, it's hard to believe, but there's still five forwards that are going to be playing, you know, decent minutes. We've got Bielitsa, of course, and Barnes. Giles has been starting some. Tolliver's been getting some minutes. And now Jabari Parker should be playing his first game. So with all five of those guys potentially in the mix to be splitting minutes, I'm not going to I'm not going to mess with any of them. I'm going to see how that plays out. See how see how Jabari Parker looks in, in his first game. Over on the Memphis side, I don't really like any of these price tags on DraftKings. John Morant at 7K is is all right, but again, I prefer Fox. Kyle Anderson at 4.3, I think is more of a, a cash play. You know, even if he's in the starting lineups, he he hasn't really cracked that 30 point fantasy barrier in a while. So I'm going to focus most of my ownership in this game on the Sacramento side. All right, last game of the night uh, before we get to some of these prop picks is Houston traveling to Golden State, and it's one of the higher totals. In fact, it opened as the highest total on the slate, 232.5. Houston favored by 10, and I think they're going to be motivated here that they lost the last game they played against Golden State, 116-104. I think this one's going to be a little bit closer to the first time the teams met when Houston won pretty easily in a high-scoring game, 129-112. to So I, I do want to get some exposure to this one. Houston, of course, is number two in pace. They're fourth in offensive efficiency, and that's a pretty good combination going up against Golden State's 23-ranked defense. Golden State's been picking up the pace a little bit. They're up to number 12 in pace. So, again, this one is shaping up to be high-scoring and attractive. We're certainly going to start our analysis with Harden and Westbrook. I think they're both fine plays. Harden, of course, is $900 more. Uh, check that, 1100 more. He's at 11.3, Westbrook at 10.2. If I can only play one in one lineup, I'd probably go Westbrook. Um, but it is a tough call. So so play around with that. See how you know, see how the salary works with the rest of the build that you're you're working on. The guy I like the most in this game for Houston is PJ Tucker. He's 4K and Leading into the All-Star break, the Rockets were just running him into the ground with this new small ball lineup, playing all those minutes at center. And I, I think he was wearing down a little bit. So he's another guy in that group that I think will really benefit from the break in the action. And 4K is just a, a great price tag for him. So I'm all over Tucker. I'll take a look at Covington and House. Um, I think I probably would play them more in the situation where if I'm stacking this one heavily and, you know, if I make 10 lineups, certainly one or two of them will be a, a heavy game stack here. But other than that, I'm probably going to focus most of my ownership on Harden, Westbrook and Tucker. 
I don't plan to go to the bench much for Houston. Gordon, as it stands right now, is questionable. He's at 3.9. And then Rivers at 3.1, Macklemore 3.4. Those are all good price tags for those three guys. But we also have Jeff Green coming into the mix. And D'Antoni has been known to shorten the rotation a little bit here in recent weeks. So I'm just not quite sure how the minutes are going to be distributed on that bench. So I'm going to stay away from them and, and focus more on the starters. Over on the Golden State side, we have a lot of moving pieces. We've got Jordan Poole, who's going to be in the lineup as the point guard. Andrew Wiggins, of course, is in town. So he's soaking up a lot of usage. Uh, Marquise Chris has been playing well, but he's priced up to 6.2. We've got Draymond. Never quite know what to expect from him at 6.5. I think all four of those guys are worth a look, but I think Poole is going to be pretty heavily owned with that starting gig and that 4K price tag. I'm primarily going to fade him and hope that Westbrook and company slow him down. Um, I'm also not going to play much Wiggins. I think there's a decent chance Covington will get that assignment and do a good job limiting him. I'll have a couple shares of Draymond just in case he's interested in this one. And same thing with Marquise Chris. Off the bench, I do want to mention that Pargo, who was getting some minutes before the break, is no longer on the team. They didn't sign him to a new contract. So Bowman, again, is in consideration at 3.6. I don't know if I'll get there either, but if you wanted to get a low-owned pivot and get off of pool at 4K, you could go to Bowman at 3.6 and hope hope that he gets some run off the bench, but not a play that I, I really plan to make. So that does it for the six games. I want to turn our attention to the prop picks. And, you know, this is a, a lot of fun. Um and you you got to shop around and look for look for some value plays. Look at the different prices. But I, I took out six or seven that I want to mention, and I'll I'll go through my top five. The number one prop pick for me on this Thursday slate is going to be Kendrick Nunn over fourteen point five points. As I mentioned in the three matchups against Atlanta this season, he's gone for seventeen, twenty eight, and thirty six. So I feel pretty good about that. That's my number one prop pick on on this slate. Number two is going to be Jarrett Allen. His rebound prop is 6.5. And he's he's exceeded that mark five out of the last six games. I think he's going to need to be out there as much as always dealing with Embiid. Now, you know, again, I, I mentioned that Embiid hasn't played in any of these three matchups this season. So we don't know if Embiid's going to be roaming around the perimeter, shooting more threes. You know, maybe it's a little bit more challenging for Allen to hit that number, but I, I still feel pretty good about it. So I'm going over six and a half rebounds for Jared Allen. Third prop play is coming from that late night hammer, the pool point mark. He is set at 14 and a half points. And last two games he scored under that. And I think he's going to try to distribute a little bit more. He's got all those weapons around him that I mentioned. You know, he's going to be feeding Wiggins. Certainly Lee will get some shots. Uh, and I think they're going to give minutes to Bowman. So 
you know, it's not like Jordan Poole is going to get 35 minutes and, and put up 15 shots. So I'm going to go under the point total for Poole. Number four is back in the opening game, and it's Chris Middleton. His prop for three-pointers made is two and a half. He's gone over that mark four straight games. So I'm going to I'm going to bank on that and play over two and a half three-pointers for Mr. Middleton. Number five prop pick for me is Cody Zeller's point total. It's 11.5. I'm going to go under that. He's been under all three of the last game, last three games before the break. He he only scored three points, five points, and six points. And Charlotte's been messing with the lineups a little bit and the rotations with the bigs. You know, he's gotten the night off here or there. They've got Biombo, they've got Hernan Gomez. So I'm not sure, you know, if he's gonna play, if he's gonna start, if he's gonna come off the bench. So this is one of those plays I think if you make it early. Uh, before all the news breaks, you may take advantage of an opportunity. And if he comes off the bench and only plays 18 minutes, uh, then I think you're, it's, it's a near lock that he stays under 11 and a half points. So those are my top five. A couple honorable mention uh, prop picks would be Christian Wood's rebound total. It's 10.5. If you go over that, you get plus money. And he's gone over that number of three out of the last four. Milwaukee, of course, is number one in pace. So he should get a few extra possessions there. Next would be Trey Young. His total for points, rebounds, and assists is 44 and a half. Now, normally he's you know right at that number, but as I mentioned, the, the last time he played against Miami, his total for points, rebounds, and assists was only 34. And he played 41 minutes. That was an overtime game. So if, if he only hit 34 in 41 minutes, I feel pretty good about under 44 and a half. I mean, I don't really like playing the under with Trey Young. The guy's got tremendous upside, um, but that's the way I'm going to go on, on this slate. And then last one here is De'Aaron Fox. His rebound total is five and a half. I'm going to go under that. He averages 4.2 on the season. The two times he's played Memphis, he's gotten three and four. And leading into the break, in the last five games, he went over five and a half rebounds only once. So I'm going under De'Aaron Fox's rebound total. Well, that does it here for the Thursday show. I want to thank you for joining us. You can find me on Twitter at Language Olympic. That's L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. You can find Mr. Apatria at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find our man Miles at M-Y-L-E-S-6565. Be sure to follow the news later today before lock at Hoopball Fantasy. And uh, I think that does it. I want to thank our presenting sponsor one more time, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code T-O-D-A-Y when you go over there and make your first deposit. And, of course, we don't tie a bow on this show when we wrap it up. We fasten it shut with the gold clips of Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. So go on to Amazon and search Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, and you can have some delicious coffee with gold clips for yourself. So that will do it. Thank you again for joining us. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for the next episode of Hoopball NBA DFS Today.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.